Welcome back to another edition of Kit Alakai, the podcast. My name is Michael Kraft, and I'm joined, as I usually am, by Bruno Minas. How you doing, Bruno? How's it going, everybody? Pretty good, pretty good. Sorry I cut you off right there. Nah, you're good. That's all good, man. Uh, we've got a... Oh, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting, fun show today. I'm going to go through some of the books and movies and things like that that we've read and watched over summer and, you know, kind of a unique summer, I guess, where it's been a lot of quarantine and staying inside a lot more than a lot of past summers, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this this particular summer, we all thought that we would come outside and get suntanned again, but I guess not. Yeah, not. Nah, I mean, well, me, I... I don't. I never get that tan, but uh, yeah, it's been weird just not being able to be out as much as I wanted to. I mean, when I was still in Hawaii, I was going to the beach a lot back when the beaches were still open. But yeah, since being back on the mainland, it's been a lot of staying at home, especially since I've been back in DC. How is it like being back in DC with with the pandemic? Is there a lot of people in the streets still, or is it just ghost town? Uh, when I came, when I first got back, it was like super empty sparse nobody was around um even just driving from the airport through the city and all of that it was just quiet um but i guess as kind of things go on it's kind of opened up a lot more and people are kind of out there and there's more tourists and stuff coming back not a lot like at all really i went down to kind of uh, downtown dc uh, a couple weeks ago and it's a lot emptier than it usually is uh, not completely empty, but like the Lincoln Memorial, there's there's just about nobody there. Maybe a couple dozen really? people. Yeah, it's it's sparse. It's just kind of eerie that the Capitol's empty. Uh, I like it a lot because it gets super crowded, <laughs> and it's it's just I love I love my city. It's great, but sometimes it gets annoying with all the people there, and just it's just crowded. Um, so it's kind of nice to be able to walk around DC and not have just hundreds and thousands of tourists just walking around kind of breathing down your neck just because yeah when it's kind of empty it's it's a it's very beautiful like the downtown all the museums and monuments is kind of like it's like a big park and it's with less people there it makes it seem a lot nicer you know i don't know if i told this on this podcast but i do have a story of me being in dc where there's no one in the streets oh okay well pray tell so this is probably Six years ago, yeah, six years ago, I go to D.C. because my cousin and his wife and children are there. They're, they're like some convention, and they wanted me to come. Mm-hmm. And it was a chance for me to stay in the hotel with them and just kind of roam the city by myself. And uh, I had a pretty good time. I went to all the cool sites, you know, Washington Monument, White House, uh, National Air and Space Museum. That was really cool, but <laughs> I think the most memorable thing was the day I was leaving. Um, the flight was probably like at five in the morning from Dulles. Uh huh. No, staying at staying at the Marriott Marquis, and uh, I was like, "Oh, this is just like New York, huh? Where everyone is awake all the time." No. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I say goodbye to my cousin. He's barely awake, and I go down to the lobby, thinking I can get like a Uber or something. But I I, I guess Uber was kind of new back then. Yeah. And, uh, man, there was nothing, nothing on the streets. It was empty. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I could just take a subway back to the airport. <laughs> I, that's what I did. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I'm walking towards the, I'll check out my maps. Oh yeah. At the time I didn't have like, like service, like 
like like internet on my phone. I just had like Wi Fi. Uh huh. So I'm going off based off screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is like around four in the morning, maybe earlier, and I'm walking the streets at night. Scary man. Yeah. And no, um, it, I mean, when it gets dark out, I mean, low key it does get kind of eerie, and you know, you, yeah, it's a little scary walking around the city at night. <laughs> So I'm checking my maps, right? And my phone's very dim. And I guess I'm wearing darkish clothes. I have like a backpack and a duffel bag. Uh-huh. And uh, up ahead, I see like these ladies in the street. And I'm like, is there a party or something? Like, why are they out at this time? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, those are not party goers. Those, that's, this is red light district. Oh. oh, my gosh. And so like I'm at this corner and I see like these like... It looks like gangbangers walking up the other side of the street. And I'm like, okay, here's my it's just my choice. I can go through the red light district or follow the, the gangbangers. Guess I'm going to follow gangbangers, and I kind of follow them, like, maybe 100 feet behind them. Because uh-huh. that's the way I got to go to yeah. the subway. And then I finally get to, like, a an entrance, like, a, like an elevator to the subway. And I'm pressing the button all frantically, like, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and then... Uh, I look down the elevator shaft through the window, and there's nothing. It's just pitch black. And I'm like, oh, come on. Is this elevator not working? And I notice around me there was a bunch of, like, what looked like trash bags. It was really dark. And I'm like, come on, come on. These things are going to start moving. And then, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Those were not trash bags. They're actually homeless people. Oh, boy. They started rustling because they they, they can feel that I was there. They could... (laughs) I think it sends my fear and I start waking up and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I run away. Gosh. No, dude, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, and then finally I get to this bus stop and the bus driver's like, oh, you're going to the airport? I'm like, yeah, and boom, get to the airport. That's my story. Being at DC when there's nobody around besides red light district ladies, gangbangers, and homeless people. Yeah, I mean DC at, DC at night uh, is, is very different from DC during the day. I'll say that. <laughs> I had a great time. Don't don't get me wrong. Okay, the, the DC was awesome. No, it's, I mean yeah, like I said, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city. I love it. Love being from here. But yeah, I mean I live just outside of DC, and it's a little bit different. It gets uh, at night. It's super different, but just kind of that everything shuts down after a certain point. It just gets real yeah. quiet and. There's kind of nothing going on, so it's it's kind of the opposite, I guess, from from uh, your story. But no, yeah, um, it is it is a very different time, you know, day and night. Uh, I guess that being said, it's a very different time right now with coronavirus going on, and with all of that. So why don't we get into some of the I guess books or movies that we've been uh, reading this uh, summertime. What have you watched? Anything interesting you've watched lately or throughout the summer? You know, I just watched, um, I guess, a Bollywood movie a couple of days ago called The Sky okay. is Pink. And I didn't really have any expectations going into it. Someone had told me it's really emotional. It's really sad. And I said, eh, I'll believe it when I see it. And I, I wasn't expecting a lot. I don't know. Maybe I, uh-huh. I'm just, like, biased, I guess. But it was uh, one of the... I was very pleasantly surprised. It was a very beautiful movie. It's it's about um, this husband and wife, and they have 
uh, one son and the, the mother becomes pregnant with uh, their second child, uh, a daughter, and she has a disease, I think it's called SCID, which is severe, um, severe something immunodeficiency. It, it, it's, a, it's basically an autoimmune disease uh, uh-huh. where basically she's going to die very early if she, if, they, if she doesn't get treatment. She'll die as a baby if she doesn't get um, a treatment in London. They're living in India. Um, and it's very expensive treatment and it's long. It, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take 10 years basically for all of this to, to clear up and then they'll be able to see, okay, she can be able to live a normal life or is she just going to be stuck like this forever? So uh, they kind of have to scrap together money. They get to India or to, to London, excuse me, and the, they don't have enough money for all of them to go, the mother, uh, father, and their son. So the mother and father go, they leave the son behind with the dad's parents, and they stay in London for a little bit um, until they get settled down, and then the dad has to go back to India to work and support them. Uh, and after a while, basically, they end up back, all of them end up in London together, but the, the dad's able to bring the, the son with them. And the movie kind of jumps forward, I guess, 14, 15 years, uh, to where the daughter is older, she's in high school now, and um, she's living with this with this disease, but it's it's still kind of taking a toll on her. She can't do the things that a normal teenager would do. And yeah. uh, I, I really liked how it explored, you know, what it's like having a, a sick child, not from the perspective of, like, the, the child, because I feel like you kind of see that story a lot. It's like, oh, this is really hard for me. I don't know what I'm going to do if I'm going to live or die. But with the parents kind of figuring out, uh, what are we going to do? We don't have money. We, this kind of really sucks. Uh, I can't progress my career that much because I'm having to move between India and London all the time, and all my money is going towards uh, my daughter's health. Uh, the kind of the strain that it puts on the marriage, all of that. And yeah, uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed it a lot. It, it. I won't spoil the end for it for anyone who's listening, but for me. It was it's one of the, my favorite movies that I've seen in a little bit. What was it called again? The sky is pink. The sky is pink. Yeah. Interesting. No. Yeah. It was, yeah. That's a cool. That's a cool perspective. Like, because usually, you do, like you say, you do get the persons who's suffering. You get their perspective. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like we don't think about the parents. We don't think about like friends and stuff who are think who are also. Uh, watching them suffer and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of similar to a movie called uh, Lords of Dogtown. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I haven't. It's about these kids. They're skaters in, like, Santa Monica here in California. Uh-huh. First, first they were kind of like surfers. Then they were introduced to skateboards, and one of them gets sick, and they all kind of, like, have... Because, like, <laughs> in the movie, they, they, like, they kind of break up. The band breaks up, and... When one of them gets sick, they all come back to like hang out and be friends again. Yeah, I guess it's somewhat similar, but not maybe not as emotional as the the sky is pink. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it sounds uh, uh, for me. I really do like kind of seeing stories of kind of like a, a a group dynamic when something happens to one of the members of a group, whether it's friends or a family. Kind of how the rest of the group has to sort of deal with that and what they do because. Uh, it's tough to watch someone that you care about go through something difficult and you don't always know what to do and what the right sort of moves and way to handle it are. So I do enjoy seeing that. Yeah. 
Um, I just finished watching Seven Samurai today. Okay. I wrote a review, wrote a review about it. But same thing, there there is a group dynamic as obviously Seven Samurai. Yeah. And uh, when something happens to to one of them or to one of the farmers they're defending, like it it seems pretty real. Like they get pretty emotional. They get pretty, you know, everyone has their own way of handling pain. Um, I thought it was good. Very good movie. Yeah, shoot, that's neat. Um, I, I've actually, I've never watched Seven Samurai, but I've heard, um, I don't know, I, I've heard a lot of people say that it's very good and, you know, it's, it's something that every sort of film, uh, film fan should, should check out. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, today it's, it's, a, it's a really fast pace, all, all these movies nowadays. Uh-huh. This one's a three and a half hour long movie. Oh, wow, that's long. That's yeah, there's even an intermission built in. <laughs> I think it's like five minutes. I mean, you can pause it and start and resume a different day. But yeah, this movie takes its time. Shit. It really does. You know, some... I'll, I'll tell the be- I'll tell the beginning. Okay. I won't spoil it. Yeah, it's these farmers, Japanese farmers. They're being every every so often these bandits come and they um harass the farmers for food and stuff. Uh huh. And the farmers are just sick of it because they're, you know, losing food and they're also kind of starving. So they decide to, like, go hire a samurai or samurais to defend their village. And they just have a hard time trying to just get one guy to say yes because they don't have money. They're not going to give them, yeah. you know, riches. And so all they got is, like, potatoes. Uh-huh. All they got is whatever, you know? Yeah. And finally, they 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 recruit one guy and... He's an older samurai. He's kind of like, uh, I don't want to, mm-hmm. but he, because of him, he's able to recruit others, and that's where you get the seven. Yeah, and everyone has a like, varying skill and different personalities, and but they all kind of respect the older, the older guy who was first recruited. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like this whole this whole movie it just really takes the time. It's not like, oh, let's get them. Oh, they're here. Okay, let's fight. Okay, I know that. No, it really, it's really cool. No, that's neat. It kind of reminds me of uh, I'm sure you might have heard of it. It's called uh, the Magnificent Seven. Oh yeah, the, the Seven Samurai um, influenced a lot of movies. So Magnificent Seven, Bugs Life, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, it's probably the same story. I haven't watched Magnificent Seven. Yeah, uh, I mean, basically, from from what you said, it's, it's super similar. It's uh, you know, kind of set in old West times, and it's this small sort of mining community and they're kind of yeah. getting taken over by, you know, big, uh, mining company. And so one of, one of the, uh, people from the town goes out and finds this old bounty hunter kind of guy. And is like, Hey, we need your help. Can you help us? And then he's like, I can't do this all on my own, but he kind of puts together a team. He finds seven people all together and they go they go down there so it seems it, i guess the premise is, is similar to seven samurai is this a newer movie or is this like a remake uh well the original uh magnificent seven came out i don't know in the 70s 80s something like that but then there was a remake that came out i think 2016 15 around there really that new yeah is that with like chris pratt or something like that yeah it was with chris pratt uh uh denzel washington Oh wow! Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen the original one. I've, I've only seen the Chris Pratt Denzel Washington one, but uh, yeah, th- 
it, it was a good watch. I enjoyed it actually more than I thought I would. According to Wikipedia, I'll probably get shot for saying Wikipedia, but uh, the movie you're referring to came out in 2016, and the other one, 1960, of the same name. Wow, 1960. That is that is an old one. Yeah. Yeah, Seven Samurai came out in 54. 54. Wow. Yeah, 54. And, like, there's a lot of, like, good action in that film. Really? And you go, like, man, this is 1954? Wow. There's a lot of interesting cinematography, like, not necessarily zoom, but they definitely have a lot of panning and dolly shots and stuff like that. Yeah. They use it pretty well, and the movie is pretty epic, too. You know, that did a pretty good job. That is one thing that I do like about older movies is that I guess they don't have as much, you know, the same technologies that we have today. And so they kind of have to be more creative with what yeah. they have as far as um, the way they use the camera, the different shots and the way that they show a scene. Uh, I do like they I feel like you see more variance and more uh, creativity in, in older movies as, as far as the cinematography aspect of it goes yeah like um lawrence of arabia i've seen maybe half of it uh-huh is that's also a longer movie but it's also very grand very epic you got these big big like larger than life characters you got like these crazy scenes and costumes and thousands of people on horseback it's, it's pretty cool yeah i'll have to give it another shot it just you know got busy and forgot but yeah i'll definitely watch that again maybe in between in between the, the next recording and this one, but um, yeah, definitely that's definitely on my list. Yeah, definitely. And I Lawrence of Arabia. And I mean, we don't have that much time left before uh, school starts <laughs> up again. I was I just realized. I mean, I mean, I guess I knew, but it just kind of clicked in my head that school starts on Wednesday, in about one yeah. week from now. Uh, basically, yeah. So I guess right now this podcast is just wrapping up. Like, get your movies in while you still can. Yeah. No, it's it's oh. it's kind of it's kind of crazy how how fast this summer went by. Uh, I still can't believe that it's you know it's basically over. You know, school's starting to ramp ramp up <laughs> again, and it's time for another uh, year of learning online. How many cl- how many classes are you taking? I'm taking five classes this semester. Oh, me too. Yeah, but I'm excited for it. it'll be trying to have a good change of pace. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be positive about it sure. just because. Yeah. yeah. You know, over summer, all all I've done is is really work and and stay at home and read some books, watch some movies. But it's it's not been. It, it's felt a little at some you know at times you get kind of bored, cooped up all at home, all by yourself for a while. It gets a little bit you get a little stir crazy. So I am excited to be able to have classwork and and things to be keeping me busy all the time. Um, so I'm looking forward. I don't to know that. about you. I uh, me too, but I don't know about you, but like this past. The past semester, spring semester, and this summer, mm-hmm. like it was obviously the pandemic. We all were forced inside, but um, man, some of the days would just melt into the other. Yeah, like I would wake up going, I don't even know what time, I don't even know what day is it. Especially when school was out, I was like, man, like what's going on? Yeah, n- <laughs> sounds terrible. No, I, I do, I, I, I get, I get that. Uh... A lot. I had one experience a couple, maybe it was two weeks ago, but I woke up one day and I got ready, dressed and stuff for, for church. And I realized, oh no, it's, today's Friday. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, one, I was pretty happy just that I had 
two extra days given to me, it felt like. But it was just, it was kind of crazy just thinking about it in my head that the days had kind of just melted together. And I just felt like, I guess enough time has passed. I guess it's Sunday today. But yeah, no, it, it, it is wild how, how, how all of that's kind of working. Yeah, like, oh man, like, when school was over, I was like, man, we have no idea if we're going to go back. And this summer just felt so daunting. Like, it's like, I have all this time to do nothing. I have all this time to do something. Yeah. But it's just like, we don't, we have no idea what we're coming back. So it's like, this is like almost like this eternal, like, eternal nap almost. Kind of like in between waking up and going to sleep, you're just like this zombified like uh <laughs> yeah no I, I remember when all this started and I, I kind of told myself hey i'm not gonna let myself become lazy and i'm gonna use my time well i don't know how long this whole thing is gonna be but i'm gonna use the time that i'm forced to be at home wisely yeah and i mean it's sometimes i have but you know i'll admit that i think all of us have just there's just been you know stretches of you know two three four days where you just kind of look back and you think to yourself what have i really done in the last couple of days just it just kind of it just kind of flies and you don't really know what's going on so i i am very glad that school's coming back so just to kind of avoid that give me some some deadlines some yeah. just stuff that i need to do yeah for sure it's it's definitely like i don't want it to happen but at the same time it's like it's, it's going to be good you know you'll be busy Get closer to completing school and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that that's kind of what I tell myself is that you know every every day is one step closer to to getting this degree. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, man, like, but the problem is when I graduate, I graduate in April. Uh huh. Like I'm gonna have that same feeling again when I graduate. Like oh. <laughs> The pandemic summer, where we didn't do anything. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say that. I got I got some things done. You know, I went on a bunch of hikes and worked out, and you know, read, try to read books and watch movies. Yeah, try to be somewhat productive. Um, but yeah, like it was kind of unstructured, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to some more structure, and I think I, at least for me, I I feel like I have more of an uh, an upper hand on you just because you know when you graduate you graduate in april the world's gonna be hopefully knock on wood starting to come out of this coronavirus pandemic <laughs> and things are starting to be, go back to normal by then um but for me i mean i graduate in a little in a little while i've got some time left so okay that's good. so i can I, I feel like by the time that it, it gets to me things hopefully knock on wood will have gotten back to normal at least you know by and large it won't, well, speaking about it won't be uh, as uncertain. April. Go ahead. No, I was just saying things won't be as uncertain by then. Yeah. Well, speaking of April, I was actually toying with the idea of moving up to Utah. Really? Yeah. Um, it's getting really expensive over here in California. There's a lot of people. Uh huh. A lot. So even just trying to get to like a, trying to pick up food from a restaurant, just a just a hassle. You know that battle traffic and stuff. Yeah. And like. Let's say I graduate in April. Well, I will graduate in April. Mm-hmm. When I do, I'm gonna want to live on my own. Yeah, definitely. We're all living at living at home and stuff. But eventually, it's like I gotta get out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. I gotta do something, and like trying to live out here is just—it's almost impossible. Almost crazy expensive. Plus, I have a bunch of friends and family up in Utah, so it won't be too too much of a change. 
Yeah, no, I I think did we touch on this last last week's podcast? I I think I think you did mention that, that you're uh you were toying with the idea of, of moving out to Utah. I yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a super beautiful place. I've been out there. I mean, only twice, but. Oh, yeah, we did talk about this last time. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. We're being consistent. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's it's beautiful and 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 it's nice to look at, and it is a lot cheaper than California. I'll say that. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, California. I still love you. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, if you do move out there, then I think that'd be great. That'd be awesome for you. Yeah, it'd be a good change. Yeah. Good change of scenery. Definitely. Big change of scenery from California to Utah. But, well, yeah, um, it has been very nice having this conversation with you, uh, Bruno, kind of kicking back and being able to catch up a little bit before school starts and recap summer a little bit. But I guess we're at time, so we'll wrap it up right here. And we'll be back next week at the same time as we usually upload. But super excited for, for next week and super excited for the start of the new school semester. So everybody, good luck. Uh, stay safe. and Yeah, try to watch as many movies as you can before school starts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, take advantage of the, of the freedom and the time you have while we still have it. But all right, sweet. Thanks for, for, for joining us this week, and we'll be back next week. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.